Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. What's up, guys? I'm Rashad Bilal. And I am Troy Millings, and we are the hosts of the Earn Your Leisure podcast, where we break down business models and examine the latest trends in finance. We hold court and have exclusive interviews with some of the biggest names in business, sport and entertainment, from DJ Khaled to Mark Cuban, Rick Ross, and Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, our alumni list is expansive. Listen in as our guests reveal their business models, hardships, and triumphs in their respective fields. The knowledge is in-depth, and the questions are always delivered from your standpoint. We want to know what you want to know. We talk to the legends of business, sports, and entertainment about how they got their start, and most importantly, how they make their money. Earn Your Leisure is a college business class mixed with pop culture. Want to learn about the real estate game? Unclear as how the stock market works? We got you. Interested in starting a trucking company or a vending machine business? Not really sure about how taxes or credit work? We got it all covered. The Earn Your Leisure podcast is available now. Listen to Earn Your Leisure on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're switching things up this week, featuring some of our favorite conversations we've had this year on BuzzFeed Daily. Today, we're all about the lives and lifestyle of one of the most talked about demographics, millennials. First up, we talk with TikTok's resident corporate millennial about why his videos resonate. And then... We get to chat with the author of a new book on changing definitions of adulthood for millennials. It's June 3rd, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen LeConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. One topic we focused on a lot at BuzzFeed Daily is anxiety and how it goes hand in hand with the millennial experience. One person who definitely gets that is Rod from TikTok. Take a listen to our interview with him. This conversation was both enlightening and incredibly stressful. Hi, Rod. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So first off, for listeners who might not be able to put your voice to your face right now, how would you describe yourself if someone came up to you and was like, oh, whoa, are you that one dude from TikTok? Yeah, I'm the guy who makes anxious um, TikToks from his bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) listening to radio disney bops that would be me (laughs) so people really relate to your content you know it speaks to the millennial pandemic mindset and you've got a huge following and it seems like your success really hit when the pandemic did can you explain how this all happened for you 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I started making TikToks working from home. There's a certain level of anxiety that comes with that because you're not face to face. And I thought I was alone in these anxieties, like the misreading your boss's message on Slack, you know, and then I started making TikToks about it and people were like, I feel seen, you know? And so then I kept going with it and kind of created a community of people who thought their anxieties were, they were alone in, but turns out the rest of America also deals with them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, people refer to you as being part of quote, corporate millennial TikTok. Are you pulling inspiration for your videos from your actual work interactions? Yeah. Absolutely. I am. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely at first I was kind of going outside of the box of like, I'm like, no, but I want to stay true to who I am, you know, and and what I actually go through. And I completely overthink and it's all me, you know, which my boss knows and laughs at. And I think I portray that pretty well that it's most mostly on me, not as much on my boss, but yeah, it's, it's all real life things that I, that go on inside my brain. I think it's interesting because I think a lot of people who sometimes like tell these stories about work and stuff like that, they'll do that caveat of like, my boss, if you're watching, I'm not really doing that. But Mm -hmm. it's like, no, Mm -hmm. you're like, no, this is what I do. (laughs) This is me. And I don't think at first I was a a little nervous, but then like one of our HR reps followed me and she's like, you don't talk about anything that's like bad or negative. You just talk about your feelings, you know, and I think it's actually healthy. You know, it's like a kind of like therapy, you know, just to, to feel seen and to feel part of a community. Yeah. What has the reaction from your boss been like? At first they were like, uh, cause I didn't tell them. And then my videos obviously started popping up like reels and TikTok, and they started getting it sent to them. Like without people knowing that they're my boss. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, Oh, look at this relatable guy. But now my boss says that, Oh, I completely relate to the same thing. Like my director. So their boss makes them feel the way that he makes me feel, even though he and I have a really good relationship, but it's just what goes on inside my mind. So I think it's the millennial anxiety that I have a whole thought process on separately that I won't bore you guys with right now. But yeah, the millennial anxiety, it's real. (laughs) So you actually posted a video where you reveal your company showed your TikToks at an all hands meeting. Can you tell us the story of how that went down? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. My, like our CEO, who is awesome. He's this like 50 year old guy who just wants to be hip and cool. And he is like, we love him. Um, he's like our dad, but he, I, I was listening and it was like kind of one of those, it's an all hands, right? So like you're listening to the meeting, but you're like, you're listening to it. So I was like doing other things, probably scrolling my phone to be completely honest. And then I heard my voice and I'm like, <laughs> uh, what's that? And it was my face. It was one of my TikToks. And then he brought it up. And it was kind of funny because it was the same day Shania Twain followed me on TikTok. So he brought that up. But most <laughs> of my coworkers at this point already knew that I was on TikTok. I just don't think that he actually... He knew too, but he downloaded TikTok to watch them. So that made me super nervous. <laughs> and now I'll even get some slacks that it's like, are you okay? You know, because like there was one I was talking about like season, seasonal depression, you know, and he's like, are you like, are you good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. We all go through it though, you know, so... <laughs> I, lo- I love this though, because if he downloaded it just to watch you he you're probably like the only person he follows so everything Uh you do is on his (laughs) this goes right to his a hundred percent absolutely absolutely we know you probably can't tell us too much but what can you tell us about what your actual day job is yeah no no worries i work in sales and i work for a logistics company that um, works with small to medium-sized businesses just to help them grow online well we have way more to unpack with you which we're going to do right after the break Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. 
The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hi, I'm Robert Sex Reese, host of the Dr. Sex Reese Show. And every episode, I listen to people talk about their sex and intimacy issues. And yes, I despise every minute of it. I yeah. mean, she, she made mistakes too, right? That's I mean, true. She, she did she, kill everyone at her wedding. But hell is real. We're all trapped here. And there's nothing any of us can do about it. So join me, won't you? Listen to the Dr. Sex Reef Show every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL is back, and the NFL app has you covered. So get ready for football all season long and just tap into the NFL app. NFL, baby, let's make it happen. Just tap in to watch your local and primetime games all season, now through Super Bowl 56. For the end zone, touchdown! Get up-to-the-minute news, videos, highlights, stats, and more on all your favorite teams and rookies to watch. Welcome to the NFL! Download to your mobile device today at nfl.com slash mobile or in your app store. Certain restrictions and data rates may apply. Welcome back. We're talking with TikTok star Rod. So, Rod, your work is very funny, but you're also sharing real truths that millennials and Gen Zers are having a really rough time right now. When you're talking about like mental health and anxiety, it's a big deal. Does that come from a place of truth for you? Yeah, absolutely. It sure does. Yeah. I think as millennials, we were kind of taught to, to brush things under the rug, right? And I don't think it's our parents' fault, but truly, I think that we were just unintentionally gaslit as children. Like you're fine. You're okay. Suck it up. Keep moving. I know for me where I grew up, like therapy was a huge buzzword that like you didn't talk about therapy and unless you were really going through it. Right. And then even then it was a negative thing where now luckily we all have the ability to go to therapy and it's such like a celebrated thing. Insurance covers it in certain areas and leave our workplace like encourages mental health. But growing up, we didn't have the same thing. So I think we are kind of rehashing these anxieties now that we're starting to go through therapy and talking a little bit more openly about it, which then in turn brings it up, but we're all going through it together. Right. So that's, I think where the, the corporate millennial side of TikTok kind of <laughs> brings those truths to like, cause you, there's even videos that I'll see on my for you page of smaller creators. And I'm like, I didn't know I had that anxiety until right now. So thank you. <laughs> like certain like being last on the email send out, like the, if they're CCing a bunch of people and I'm like, why, why is that an anxiety? But now it is, you know, it's like, wait, what are they th like? Why was I the last one on their mind? You know, like, did they almost forget me or was I about to get fired and they added me the last second? <laughs> um, has the process of creating these TikToks helped you manage your anxiety? And also like, have you heard from other people who struggle with anxiety who have been helped by your TikToks? Yeah, absolutely. At first, am I like be completely transparent? I think it made it worse just because like I've, I'm not a creator. I've never been a creator. So kind of relying on an algorithm was super stressful for me. But then the more that I grew, the more people that I've talked with that I've been doing this for a while have kind of talked me through it and have been a little bit more like a TikTok therapist, if you will, or social media therapist where it's healthy to, to disconnect and to if not every video hits, that's fine. As long as you had fun making it and you're true to yourself, that's all that matters. But yeah, there's definitely been some even followers that I've connected with that I, at the end of the day, I want to be the same person I was last April that I am right now. Like I'm working my job still, you know, like I'm, I'm everyone's coworker, it feels like. So I want to retain that and make sure that I never lose sight of, of that truth. And with that, like just connecting with my followers and making sure they feel seen. But yeah, I've talked to people all the time that 
have similar anxieties that are just like, Oh my gosh, my boss, like I got one this morning. It's like today, my boss sent me a Grubhub gift card and I did couldn't figure out how to use it, but I was afraid to ask them how to use it. So now I'm just eating left leftovers. Like like those kind of anxieties, like I have as well. Yeah. It's just completely random. So your TikToks also address something millennials are feeling hard during the pandemic. And that's our age. I want to play one of these millennial recaps that you do where you're explaining pop culture. Welcome to our millennial weekly recap. First order of business, Addison Ray released a new song. Who's Addison Ray? What? Why do you think this pandemic has made us feel so old? Yeah, I think it's because we have the transparency with those who are younger than us, right? Is Gen Z. And we've been so caught up. Like we've been climbing the ladder as millennials. Like we've been grinding, working. I know for me, I work 50 hour weeks before the pandemic. I'm probably working less now because we were in such a, a spot to to want to grow. But things slow down, things are put on pause. Growth has been stopped even internally in companies. Like people aren't promoting, people aren't growing. And so that caused us to stop as well and kind of reflect and see what's around us. And what's around us is this new generation under us, right? Because we've always been the youngest, you know? We've been the one who ruined the economy with avocados if whatever Boomer said about us. And so now we're kind of doing the same thing with Gen Z culture. But I feel like we with social media as well, have more transparency to the the Gen Z culture, right? Where our parents didn't. So our parents, uh, Facebook, I guess, but it wasn't more as much of them feeling old. But now we're seeing these like fashion trends that we started, which I'll talk about in my recap again this week, but like clogs are coming back, you know, which is like, oh my God, like that was people walking around their Abercrombie and Fitch jeans and clogs. It's just like screams back high school for me. Um but yeah, those those types of things, I think social media has helped us kind of see into. Well, finally, I want to end with this. You are officially like a certified TikTok star. Has there been a peak moment for you on TikTok throughout this whole pandemic? Shania Twain following me, 100%. <laughs> like, I think any millennial wow. would say that. Yeah, because I don't know, like growing up, like we could only afford two CDs. It was Celine Dion and Shania Twain. So whenever she cleaned the house, she blasted Shania, her Up album, the red version. And so like... I know all the songs from that album. So her following me was just like, what? But kind of to go back to what I said, my last point is like social media, you wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be able to connect with Shania Twain 10 years ago, you know, with like TikTok, it's just easy. Like we haven't had any conversations, but that was definitely peak for me. Yeah, because now you're now you're CEO and Shania Twain follows yeah, you. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Oh my gosh. It, like Lance Bass and like Chrissy Carlson Romano, like these voices from our childhood as well. But um, or David Archuleta remaking mine, which is like these like uh. people that like who would have ever thought that I would come in contact with David Archuleta again from American Idol, but it's just so funny. Well, Rod, your TikToks have truly saved us during this pandemic. Thank you so much for joining us. A lot of the anxiety millennials are facing right now is just generally feeling like they haven't gotten far enough along in life, that they're somehow behind and don't feel like quote unquote real adults. Well, author Kayleen Schaefer offered an interesting solution to that. What if we change how we define adulthood? She joined us back in April to talk about her book, But You're Still So Young, How 30-somethings Are Redefining Adulthood. Hi, Kayleen. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for being here. (laughs) So the basic thesis of your book is that starting back in the 50s, there have been these established benchmarks for achieving so-called adulthood, but the millennial generation is upending this. So first, can you describe what these benchmarks even are? 
I, yes, I can. And I will warn you, as I do this, most people like want to see what they have checked off. So go ahead, but know that the whole point is doing these milestones as you want to do them. If you want to do them, we're working on our own timelines and that's totally okay. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ready. They are completing school, leaving home, making your own money, becoming financially independent, marrying and having children. So there you go. Well, That's a lie, right? right? I've got a few of those. Now, I'm someone who actually, I actually was at, I left home and then I actually moved back home uh, after the pandemic started. So I, I had one of those and then I guess I lost it. Um, so while putting your book together, you interviewed millennials about their experiences and also included your own personal account. What did you learn about why this generation fell so short of these expectations? What were the contributing factors? I don't, okay, first of all, I don't think that we should say fell so short or that you should fault yourself for returning home. It's just a different way that our adulthood looks, right? So, you know, there was this mold, these five steps that I listed out and most people in the fifties, which I would again like to say was 70 years ago, (laughs) had done them by their late teens or early twenties. But And they didn't really have any other options. That was just kind of what you did. But now more education is necessary to compete in the knowledge economy. So we're taking longer to finish school. You know, we don't have as financially stable jobs or as guaranteed of jobs as workers in the 50s did. Um, you know, we are going through the second once in a lifetime recession right now. So our financial situation just is not as good. And we have lots of student debt. It's harder for us to buy homes. Homes are more expensive now. And then, you know, we're also, we're just taking longer to get married. The ages of average age of first marriage is the oldest it's ever been. And that's just because people are, you know, they're trying to get their financial self-established. They're taking longer to finish school. And they're also like looking at marriage and saying, this requires a lot of me. You know, in the fifties, it was sort of just like you played your roles, not to denigrate the fifties, but you know, the husband was the breadwinner and the woman took care of the home. And that's not the case anymore. You know, both people want to take care of the home and have careers. And, you know, we, we just ask a lot, you know, we want our partner to be our best friend, also be like hugely attractive to us, like be a good parent, <laughs> be a good provider, you know, there's all of this wrapped up in it. And then with children, I think the say all of that is pushed, um, but then also there have been advancements in fertility treatments that mean that women can have children later than they could when we didn't have those kind of fertility treatments. So all of this is working together to give us more options, but, you know, I'm telling a very positive story but you also have to look at the fact that like, well, in some of these cases, our financial situations are preventing us from feeling comfortable with taking these other steps. So, you know, we have a lot to juggle and, and deal with. And, and I, I think we're doing great <laughs> is also what I wanted to say. Um, so, you know, we are not even close to done. We have a lot more questions for you. So we'll be right back after the break. streaming new movies every week at PeacockTV.com. We'll have the biggest movies from the Twilight Saga to Selma and Bad Boys 1 and 2. Bad Boys for life. All your favorite movies like Die Hard, The Matrix Trilogy, and Good Will Hunting. That's the good stuff. Plus, movies the whole family will love. How to Train Your Dragon, the Harry Potter film series, Brilliant. and Shrek 1 and 2. It's so good to be home. With tons of blockbuster hits, you can't not watch. Sign up at PeacockTV.com. 
This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Jeep! Leaping grab to Monte Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. Have you ever felt depressed about work, only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job, and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant, and I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy, so that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could. At Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. You actually don't. All right, welcome back. We are talking with Kayleen Schaefer about millennials not really feeling like true adults. So I want to talk about the process of putting this book together. You started writing this before the pandemic, but clearly it gave you even more material to work with. So I want to know, do you think millennials were almost prepared for this or expecting it, dreading it, waiting for the other shoe to drop, so to speak? I Absolutely do. I've had this theory for a while since the book was coming out and, and I had this idea that we were better prepared to deal with the curveball and the pauses that the pandemic put in our lives because, you know, none of our life, um, you know, our adulthood has not been on a straight path before this. So, you know, while this pandemic has been awful and um, none of us expected to spend the last 14 months like we did, I do think that in some way our psyche is equipped to deal with like, oh, what is life, you know, throwing at me now? Like life can be forceful and unexpected. And we've experienced that, you know, throughout our adulthood. Yeah, I think that's right on. I've thought about this a lot because so I moved back in when the pandemic started with my parents and um, the experience for me was so weird because I'm 30 years old. When my parents were 30, they had many years of marriage under their belt. They had um, a mortgage on a house. They had three children. But it was so easy for me to move back in with them because my life was so not like that. My life was really has been built to be moved around from place to place. So it's almost like millennials in some ways, like we, we were like built for this kind of lifestyle, you know? I'm curious, living at home with your parents has been the most common housing situation for young adults since 2014. But do you think the pandemic has really helped normalize this for everyone else? I hope it has, because I think there's a lot of hand wringing in America. And this isn't this is not the case in some other countries. But there's this idea of like, oh, no, what are the adult children doing still at home? You know, you picture like the stoner loafing around on the couch while mom does his laundry. And that is absolutely not the case. And I'm sure you can say that as someone sitting in your parents' house. Like sometimes it just makes sense. You know, you're living in a very expensive city. You're taking a pause to figure out what you want your life to be. You're switching careers. You maybe had a breakup. Um, if that home is there and comfortable for you to go to, there should be no reason why you shouldn't go there. And I think I've talked to a lot of people in the pandemic who have gone home and lived there for a little while. And, you know, there's a little bit of dread about it. But on the other end, everyone was like, it was great. I'm so glad I did it. And they were really happy with the arrangement. 
Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I got my own apartment, my very first one, three months right before the pandemic hit. And I live only six blocks away from my mom. And I'm just like, oh, if only I had known this was happening, I wouldn't have gotten this apartment and I would have stayed because I swear I'm like at her house, you know, two or three times a week now anyway, you know, and it was something unexpected. But anyway, so your book is about millennials and the millennial experience. But I do want to ask about how you see things possibly playing out for Gen Z. You know, they make up some of the youngest members of our workforce. And like millennials with the recession, they're not really getting off to an easy start. So do you see some of these patterns repeating themselves or will it be a little bit easier and are millennials helping to break down some of these barriers? I think that millennials are helping a lot to break down these barriers, but the book is purposely about 30 somethings and not just millennials because I don't see us going back. Like I certainly don't see us starting or going to get married again in our teens or, you know, being financially independent by 22. You know, I just, I just don't see these benchmarks going back. And if anything, the experts I talked to said we haven't even hit the actual age when these things will settle down. You know, it has to plateau at some point, but they said it'll still keep going. And then we'll just look at these pushed adulthoods, not talking about them as a delay anymore, but just saying this is normal. Like this is this is when adulthood happens now, at least in the terms of these traditional steps. You know, one thing I'm I'm really struck by when I'm talking to you is that I think there's this tendency to talk about these things about like, you know, I started by saying we're falling short and there is this tendency to look at all of these changes in the trends as being negative things. But you've actually called out a lot of ways that actually like a later uh, age of marriage might actually be a positive thing. And so I'm curious, why do you think so many people approach these things negatively when there are positive aspects to what's happening? It's, I had this question too. I was like, I just don't understand. Why are you so worried? And why are you calling this a delay? And the idea psychologically is, say, if you don't get married, you don't know how to have a close relationship with people. And like, they say that. I'm like, what? Wow. Okay. No. I know tons of people who are single, who have great close relationships with tons of people. So that's where the thinking comes from. But actually, if you talk to experts about what we're doing and how we do actually feel about our marriages and our careers and you know the cities that we live in when we do settle there, we're happier in all of these things because we took our time to get there and because we really thought about what do I want? Is this for me? Is this a decision I want to make? And we were given the freedom to, to move around and really figure out what's going to make us happiest. And then we're we feel better when we get there. Well, I Haley, love that. <laughs> yeah, I do too. You have made me feel a whole lot better about the fact that I'm currently recording a podcast from my parents' house. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you guys. And everyone, by the way, I don't think we're done with talking about anxiety and the millennial experience anytime soon. And hey, Gen Z, don't worry, we see you. We know that even though you're young, you're very stressed out too. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow when we'll revisit some of our wildest DM911 segments. And remember, adulthood is a lot for us to handle. You're not alone. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Hold up. 
What event comes once a year and could change how you see the world around you? The answer? When your vision benefits renew. And now that they have, there's no better time to visit your neighborhood Pearl Vision, where they'll cover your out-of-pocket cost or insurance copay for your eye exam. Schedule your family's eye exams at pearlvision.com. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 4-30-2022. Exams available at the Independent Doctors of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Zoe Deschanel and I'm so excited to be joined by my friends and castmates, Hannah Simone and Lamorne Morris, to recap our hit television series, New Girl. Join us every Monday on the Welcome to Our Show podcast, where we'll share behind the scenes stories of your favorite New Girl episodes. Each week, we answer all your burning questions like, is there really a bear in every episode of New Girl? Plus, you'll hear hilarious stories like this. Fun that fact. was one of your things too. you brought back from Latvia. Yeah, I brought back because a hoop. all professional basketball <laughs> players. Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> seven foot hoop. Yeah, listen to the Welcome to Our Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thursday, February tenth. Kick off Super Bowl 56 weekend with host Keegan-Michael Key. Find out who will be named the AP Most Valuable Player. Delivered by Pizza Hut, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. Presented by Nationwide and more. Plus, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2022 delivered with Uber Eats will be revealed. NFL Honors, presented by Invisalign. Thursday, February 10th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central on ABC, NFL Network, and ESPN+. All times live except in the Pacific Time Zone.